Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Karen Hertz is the founder of Holiday Brewing Company, the largest gluten-free brewery in the country. They have been named a top 10 women-owned brewery in the world and have been featured in national publications such as Pop Sugar, Food and Wine Magazine, and Men's Journal, to name a few. Thank you for joining us, Karen. You are the founder of Holiday Brewing Company, the largest gluten-free brewery in the country. What gave you the courage to create and launch your business, and why are you so passionate about creating gluten-free beer? I came up with the idea and ran it by a lot of trusted advisors, mentors, friends, and was highly encouraged to do it. I had a network of people behind me that were supportive, including a spouse and my family. The reason I'm so passionate about it and really the reason that I started it was I was working in the brewing industry. I had been working at Coors for about 10 years in Colorado, and beer is a huge part of really Colorado's social life, whether it's sporting events or opera ski or after a mountain bike ride and the craft beer scene here, similar to Southern California is really big. Had an MBA in entrepreneurial studies. So I had the education and I had the work experience at Coors. And then I ran into health issues. I am a two-time cancer survivor. When pregnant with twins, was diagnosed with melanoma and had surgery and radiation. And then when the twins were a year old, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and an autoimmune thyroid disease. And both thyroid issues and skin issues are related to celiac disease. So at that point, doctors were telling me, you are done consuming gluten. So I loved beer. I worked in the industry. I had this degree and had to be gluten-free and tried the gluten-free beer that was out there. I'm not a big seltzer, cider drinker, and wanted to be part of that beer community. I felt like there had to be other people that wanted a gluten-free beer, and it brings them back into a piece of their social life. So much bigger than a beer, it, it actually gives people the freedom to have beer with their friends or go to events and drink a beer at a baseball game or any of those things that is almost normalcy to people. It brings it back for them. You've been through a lot. And it's so great that you took all of that knowledge and everything that you experienced and turned it into such a great and wonderful thing for other people that are also going through similar things that like, like you are. It's true. Whether it's celiac disease or gluten sensitivity or cancer or MS, Crohn's, they are starting to find that a gluten-free diet helps them. And it's so great to find that something can help, but you're sacrificing something else for it. And it, it just is not, it's not very fun to feel that part. So to be able to remove that pain from people is really rewarding. And Holla Daily, can you tell us the premise behind your name? Yes. Within the group of people I was working with, someone said Holla Daily. And ultimately it came out to be an awesome brand name for us. It's it means every day is a holiday or make the most of every single day. And that's based on my history and background, but also we're providing beer to people 
that they could have every day if they want, if they're gluten-free, which really they haven't gotten to do before. And the brand is fun. I'm, every beer we name underneath it is a wide open space where it's we get to send a positive message. All the colors in on all of our cans are really bright. The designs are fun. Everything to the paint in our tap rooms is bright and cheerful. It gives a bright message to people and hopefully puts a smile on people's face. We go through so much in a day and we can go through so much in our lives that it's so important to remember to celebrate the small moments. Absolutely. And just be grateful for, for what we have. We also never know what will happen. I mean, I am a very healthy human. I have been my whole life. And at 30, I was diagnosed with cancer twice in a year. And it was a very big eye-opener for me in terms of you just never know. So make the most of what we've got is the message that I like to send. How have you felt after going on a gluten-free diet? And why do you think some should consider it? I have started eating more gluten-free and I feel lighter. I have more energy. It's interesting to try different things and see how your body responds and how you feel. I agree. Any attorneys would tell me, make sure you state that you are not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I, <laughs> so I, I'm not allowed to give medical advice. However, humans have a hard time digesting gluten. Gluten is a protein. It's found in barley, wheat, rye, primarily, and very hard for humans to digest. So if you think of a cow who might eat a lot of that, they have four stomachs. Humans have ah. So they just have a better process for digesting some of these proteins than humans do. Gluten is scientifically been proven to cause inflammation in our bodies. So things like feeling full, feeling bloated, even joint pain can be related to gluten. And they're finding more and more symptoms that people have related to it. For me, man, the biggest things were brain fog and fatigue. I was making mistakes at work that I just... I make mistakes every single day, but bigger ones than I normally make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, probably more than most. Big mistakes, weird formulas on spreadsheets or different things that I was like, what is going on? And then other things, once I cut it out, other things that I didn't know were related to it were clearing up monster allergy symptoms for me, seasonal allergies. And another big one for me was eczema. I had eczema on my legs. And I just thought I played soccer my whole life. I'm like, oh, it's like where I wore shin guards and I I didn't really know. Or when I go hot tubbing, when we go to the mountains, it seems to flare up and I don't get any of that anymore. So there were other things going on that never in a million years would I have related it to that. But I definitely think it has influenced a, a whole bunch of different portions of my life that I had no idea that was the trigger. It's so interesting how we can eliminate things that are happening with our body based on our diet changes at times. And it is so good. I have my can right here. I have the blonde. blonde. It is so light and the taste is so good. It is so good. Thank you. Yes. Love it. That's our favorite blonde. And that one's our biggest seller. Grandpa called me his favorite blonde and he was an eye doctor. So there's an eye chart on that can and it looks like a little eye doctor's office on the can. Every brand is a fun story, bright color. And that's the favorite blonde. I see and love that uh, tribute to him. Yeah. You Googled gluten-free grains and came across the owner of the only gluten-free malting company in the U.S. at the time. You mentioned that it was fate because she happened to be 50 miles away and that you were also able to support another woman-owned business. Tell us about that business relationship and how you source your grain. 
we talked about the courage you get. And I decided to make the leap. And then a couple really amazing, miraculous things happened that were reinforcement that I was doing the right thing. I can talk about in the corporate world, it felt like I was always up against the wind. And then the wind started going with me when I made this decision. And this is the best example of it. What I found out when I was trying gluten-free beers in the very beginning and thinking, there's got to be something better. What was happening at the time is these gluten-free beers, and this still happens, sometimes were being made with syrups, sorghum syrup or rice syrup. And a beer has grain in it, has barley and wheat, and that's why it has gluten in it. So I was looking to replace grain with gluten-free grain. And ultimately, to your point, on the internet, Googling gluten-free grain or gluten-free malt, once you, once you treat it for beer, it's called malt, but these are gluten-free grains that are being treated. The only place in the world at the time that was open that was a gluten-free malt house was in Colorado. To your point, 50 miles away from my front door, a woman-owned company that had opened just a year before us. It's called Grouse Malt House. This woman's name is Twyla Souls, and she is a genius. <laughs> All her grains are sourced relatively locally in Colorado and Nebraska. She had picked the grains that we utilize, which are millet and buckwheat in each of our beers, because they are locally farmed. She's certified gluten-free, so everything we buy from her is certified as well. I can't imagine doing this without her. Our beer would not be the same. We have the same dream, ultimately being able to provide beer to people that are gluten-free and want to have a beer. When you think of brewing, you think of what Holiday does, you know, mix the grain and liquid and add the hops and package it. And we get to do the sexy, shiny stuff. But really when brewing starts is in the field, they malt it and roast it so we can make any style. We sent you really a variety pack. So you'll see we have a stout in there. We have different IPAs in there. And that's all really due to what she does with the grain before it even makes it to us. That process is really from her phase all the way through to pouring it in a glass. We have to be a team in those things to really understand these are the flavors I want to brew. This is the grain we're going to need all the way to we're growing like crazy. Are you, can you grow like crazy? And we work on projections and how we can help support each other. Every single beer we make is made out of her grain and we're a team for sure. And, and she supplies other breweries, whether it's competitors or not. But ultimately, my relationship with her is key to the success of my business. And she's very fun and a good friend too. So that's a bonus. Isn't it so interesting that when you're on the right track, the right people come into your life and things start to fall into place? It's not always easy. Yes. But the opportunities start to show up. You have to look for those too, because there's a lot that I could dwell on. It's a, a bad sign. You know, there's a pandemic and there's all these other things that you can dwell on as, oh, this is a sign I shouldn't do it. But I guess I choose to find, especially the really crazy ones like that, where something happens that you're like, this has to be fate. Like I have to be doing the right thing or this would have never worked out this way. I think I'm an optimist in that perspective. How does it feel to be named top 10 women-owned breweries in the world? And what advice do you have for women growing a business when they experience the wins and when they experience the challenging days? Oh, to be named that is insane. It's unique. So 
only 3% of breweries are owned by women. So we've got some work to do in this space. And I love being a leader of it. I love inspiring other women and encouraging other women. The more and more I see women in the brewing industry, the more other people see women in the brewing industry. And then the more consumers, female consumers in particular are like, it's great to drink beer, even if you're a woman. So being a face and being someone that helps people get used to that site. I love that piece of it. And to be honored like that is indescribable, honestly, in terms of women, it wins in challenging days. So I have found, and I tell my kids this too, my very worst days are often followed by some of my very best days. I've seen a pattern where I have a really bad day and then I have a really great day. I think it's a matter of expectations and attitude. It's hard to explain, but I've seen this pattern a lot. So I talk to my girls about it when they have a bad day at school or with friends or whatever it might be. Look for that pattern because it happens a lot. So I tend to lean into that. And and sometimes it may be just get me through this day. (laughs) Just get me through this hard day because I'm optimistic that tomorrow will be better. I've seen this pattern before. In terms of celebrations and great things, I try and celebrate every good thing that happens because there's so much that's difficult about starting a company, creating a culture, selling things, keeping customers, dealing with investors. We have distributors we deal with too. So I've got stuff coming at me all day. And if any of it's a win, I try and really take that in, stay positive in terms of what could happen versus what is happening and be an optimist as, as much as I can be. You're so right. Cause when we take the time to really feel our wins, it makes us want to keep going. It's true. <laughs> and I mean, it is beer, so I'm pretty good at celebrating right. if I have to. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> we talked about both of us are twin moms and I have said on the podcast before, although my organization and multitasking skills were good before that the twins took it to an entirely new level. And I see it in my work life every day. Share with us your experience as a working twin mom and how you were able to grow your business for anyone managing a busy lifestyle. I started the business in 2016. So at that point, my kids, they were nine. The age worked out pretty good for us. I don't think I could have done this when they were probably zero to five, because we were in the thick of it, no doubt. Timing helped a lot. I have an insanely supportive husband who also has a good career. And we took a calculated risk. We talked about what our options were, where we were at with the kids. They were getting a little more independent. So it felt like a good time. Multitasking and one of my strengths is really taking in the moment that I'm in. In particular, when my I know my company's taken care of, like I have a great leadership team at work and I know my kids are taken care of. Once I have that in order, I'm good at putting things into buckets. So when I'm at work, I'm very focused at work. And when I'm at home or at a soccer game, I let work go and I'm very focused on that one thing. That's what's let me feel like I could be good at both versus trying to be, I don't know, mediocre at everything and do it all at the same time. I have to block out those pieces of time for those different individual things. There's two steps in it. One is making sure that the things I feel like when I'm not there, the things are taken care of. And then the other is when I'm in there, I'm fully engaged with what I'm doing. That's how 
I've been able to pull it off so far. That's really good advice. And I don't know if it has to do with twins, but I remember thinking, okay, this is my downtime and I have to fully engage in taking downtime. Or, you know, if I'm at work, I have to fully focus on work just because you don't have those added times of putting one down for a nap and walking away. Because when you put one down, (laughs) you're picking up the other one. And thank you for being so honest about a lot of working moms when you have kids, you're kind of forced to take a step back. And that can leave us wondering who we are. Are we still who we were? And that can be a really challenging time, but it it doesn't mean never. And so thank you for saying what you said. Yeah, it's hard. That age is very challenging. And, and I do think we made so many strides in women being able to work and workplaces helping with that. But so much the majority of the time, even though you're trying and your spouse is helping, we're not even to necessarily a 50-50 deal at home yet. Like it's still so much falls on the mom. And I'll be honest, I want it to fall on me. I want to be an active mom and an engaged mom too. So you have to be so careful what you wish for and all of it. But I knew there was no way. I had an MBA. I had a great job. I was moving up and building this career. I I have to take a timeout for a little while. And that's exactly what it was. It was a timeout. And not only was it a timeout, but I changed directions and did something even better. Having the kids, that just helped motivate me to do it, to show that you can do anything. I love that. Sitting in the nursery, I don't know if if you had the same thought, but I was probably not going to have any more kids since I had two at once. (laughs) Correct. Yes. (laughs) This is my one shot to have the baby moments. You know, and for you for thinking about inspiring your girls and and having them see a mom who works and is doing something that they love. I'm sure we're all screwing them up in one way or another, but I'm hoping at least I inspire them. (laughs) No matter what we do, it's inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one way that you make sure to find and live your joy each day other than drinking holiday? That's exactly the message that we're sending. We talked about buckets. For me too, it's just taking care of myself. Back to other buckets I have, I get exercise a minimum of six days a week, if not more. I make sure to cut out that time, rest if I need it, focus on friendships. So I think the things that fulfill you, I mean, Holla Daily is not just about beer, but it's doing what makes you happy every single day. And We have a a cool logo, one of those postcard logos. It'll say Los Angeles, and it's filled with all the different sites in Los Angeles. We did that, but it's filled with things that people would do every single day to make them happy. And that's the message that I'm trying to send. And beer can make people happy. And if I get to be a part of that, then that's fantastic. So fill your life with something that really does make you happy every day. Well, I love your innovation and congrats for all that you have built. It's amazing and and overcome. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find Holla Daily? Holla Daily, we you know we're open here in our tap room in Golden, Colorado. We have a second tap room in the Denver Tech Center in Colorado. We distribute to eight states: Colorado, all of Arizona, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma. Texas, Wyoming, and Southern California. Total Wines, Whole Foods, Safeways in Southern California, really San Luis Obispo down, and we will keep growing. 
until world domination occurs, because that's really the end goal. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.